Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. To conclude our week on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we're going to look at verse 11 of 1 Corinthians 12. And uh, all these are the work of the one and the same Spirit. He gives them to each one just as he determines. Yes. Now, Paul began in this chapter as he begins to talk about spiritual gifts uh, to say there are different kinds of gifts but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. So he repeats this uh, in verse 11. He is wanting everybody to understand these are not the workings of different spirits. People don't have different spirits. They have the one Holy Spirit. Actually, the gift to to believers is really the gift of the Holy Spirit. And these are nine different manifestations of that one gift. Paul is going to great lengths to make that clear. And he is saying uh, earlier on that they're given for the common good. They're given for the sake of the body, not for the sake of the one manifesting the gift. But now, remember, he's talking um, in chapter 11, 12, and right through to the end of chapter 14 about the manifestations of the Spirit within the context of public worship. So he is saying that the Holy Spirit gives them to each one just as he determines. Now, within within the context of public worship, that means that the Holy Spirit will move upon those that he wants to bring forth a word of prophecy or a tongue and an interpretation. Uh, I believe that you know prophecy is, is regarded as the higher gift in Scripture because um, everybody can understand what is being said. Uh, I think sometimes a tongue just wakes everybody up to the fact, wait a minute, God is about to speak. Let's listen to the interpretation. Uh, So God can move upon people. We're talking about the genuine article, aren't we? The genuine words of prophecy, genuine tongues and interpretation. Uh, God will move upon those who he's going to use to bring a word for the benefit of all who are present. Now, is there another um, context in which we can understand what Paul is saying? He gives to each one just as he determines. Yes, Because when we talked about the use of these gifts, I said that, you know, God can give a word of wisdom, for example, or a word of knowledge. But I said, you know, God is very wise about what he tells and who he tells it to, that he will not give put information in the hands of the wrong people. So he determines uh, as to what he is going to reveal. If you, if, if you are trying to help someone, he will be determining whether to give you a word of knowledge because he knows whether you will handle it in the right way or not. Um, he would not give you a word of knowledge if you then go off and tell everybody else what God said through you to that person. 
I mean, that is just for that moment and for that moment alone. So the Holy Spirit is wise in, in, in how these gifts are to be distributed, are to be manifested in the body of Christ. Uh, he is wise about how to use, who to use consistently with the gift of prophecy or who to raise up in a healing ministry. Uh, someone who is not going to seek glory and power for themselves and honor for themselves, um, but someone who is going to be humble before him and before men. People that get full of pride are soon pulled down, aren't they? Because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So, you know, the Holy Spirit is behind all the operation of these gifts as well as being present in the operation of the gift itself. So in an ideal situation, in the way that God intended, every believer should be practicing these gifts so that when the church comes together as a whole, they're all obvious, all evident. Well, they are available to everybody. Uh, I always liken them to a set of garden tools in the shed. You know, you have a different um, number of things that you have to do in the garden. Um, if you want to dig up your garden, you would take the fork and dig it up. Uh, you won't take the rake and try to dig the garden with the rake. Uh, if you want to collect the leaves off your lawn, you don't use the trowel, you use the rake. If you're going to plant some seedlings, then you take the trowel and you use the plant, the trowel for that because that's its proper purpose. So you know with, with the spade and the rake and the hoe and the, the, uh, the trowel and, the, and so on, uh, you know you've got this range of gift of, of tools available, and you select the right one at the right time for the right job. Now, to me, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, are there. They're, they're, they're in your, not in your garden shed, but they're there within you, and you just need to select the right one at the right time, just according to what the situation is, whether you need a word of knowledge whether you need a gift of faith to believe God beyond your normal level, whether you need to say, Lord, uh, I just need to see a gift of your healing grace in this situation, whether you need a prophetic word, whether you need uh, an interpretation or whatever it is, you can take the right gift. You know, somebody speaks in a tongue, you, you say, well, Lord, please give me or someone the gift of interpretation. Uh, because if there is a public tongue, there needs to be that. And you don't just wait for the person who had the tongue to get the interpretation. It's much better when somebody else gets the interpretation. So, um, you know, use the right tool for the right job. But I suppose the thing to remember at the end of the week as we've been looking in depth at all these gifts of the Holy Spirit is that they are all for the common good. They are. They're not for the benefit of... Um, of um, uh, of the one who is using it, not for your self-esteem or to build you up in the eyes of others. Look at me and all the gifts of the Spirit that I'm manifesting or any such nonsense as that. No, they are therefore to be manifested in love. And right at the end of uh, 1 Corinthians 12, Paul says, 
Do all work miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret? But eagerly desire the greater gifts. And now I will show you the more, most excellent way. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have a gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but have not love, I gain nothing. Now that's the end of chapter 12 and the beginning of chapter 13. How sad that we've got chapters. I know... <laughs> I know that they're handy to find references, but you see, this is a continuous narrative. And it is so sad that with the chapter delineation coming there, it seems that gifts is one subject, and then there's this wonderful, what's usually called hymn of love in chapter 13. But no, 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 uh, Paul goes on back to gifts in 14. Why does he insert this chapter about love in the middle of talking about gifts? and the manifestation of the gifts because he is making the point not that there is a dichotomy between gifts and love. I've heard so many people say, well, brother, I don't manifest the gifts, but I have love. And our church, we're not into the gifts, but we're a church of love. You know, and they're almost saying it proudly. Well, I'm afraid that shows a total misunderstanding of the scripture, total misunderstanding of chapter 13, total misunderstanding of what it's about. Paul is not demeaning the gift of tongues or the gift of faith or the gifts of healings. He's not demeaning those at all. The point he is meeting, making is this. The most excellent way is not love. The most, I'll say it again. The most excellent way is not love. The most excellent way is manifesting the gifts of the Spirit in love. That's the point that he is making, that without love, it doesn't matter what you do. It's useless. It's hopeless. It doesn't glorify God. He's not saying there are gifts on the one hand and love on the other. Choose which you want. He's not saying that love is greater than gifts. He's saying you can manifest the gifts, but the most excellent way is to manifest the gifts in love. Because if you speak with the tongue of men, of men and angels but have not love, you're just a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So, you see, uh, if, if, if you manifest all these wonderful things that the Holy Spirit brings into our lives without love, you're not understanding what the Holy Spirit is all about. Because I've been saying these last few weeks, the Holy Spirit is the person of God. He reproduces the character in us, and the first fruit of the character of the Spirit is love. But he also reproduces the giftings, the manifestations of his presence and his power. So, Julia, we need both. We need the gifts, otherwise God wouldn't have supplied them. Fancy saying to God, we are such a spiritual and powerful church in this century that we no longer need the gifts. What pride, what arrogance. No, we need the gifts. But of course we need the love, because without love we're nothing. So we need to be manifesting the gifts in love. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 